0: Navi- Navigating the digi- digital, digital landscape. landscape. Sunday Social with Vaughn Davis. I'm-
1: to Sunday Social. Who doesn't love those old Peter Gabriel songs, especially the videos? Holy moly, those videos were pretty cool for what must have been 30 years ago. Hey, welcome to New Zealand's still only one-hour show about the internet, social media, tech, and all that good stuff in a week when yet again, yet again, Snapchat had its shares plummet in value by hundreds of millions of dollars thanks to one influential tweet. It's going to be a cracker of a show. I'd love you to join me, text 3920, keyword live. that will pop up in front of me on one of the 52 screens here in the enormous studio in the heart of the News Hub. You can tweet me, at Vaughan Davis, and I will get right back to you later on. Mr. Piyush Chandra, PC, what a name. What a name for a guy on a show talking about tech. PC, PC joins me uh, with yet another reason not to believe everything you see or hear on the internet plus an app just for homemakers first though Think of $9.99 resin chairs, which, uh, you know, collapse under your bum, uh, big red sheds, and of course that jingle, that jingle that will live on in our heads forever, although it's not been on the TV for some years. That could all be about to change, though, as the Warewhare gets more and more serious about what its future might look like in a world Dominated by online retailers, leading the charge. Leading the charge is the warehouse chief information officer slash chief digital officer, Timothy Casby. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Tell me about the warehouse's journey from you know, as I described, great big concrete place with lots of shelves and many things to uh, to a, a, a retailer operating in the online
2: world. Yeah. So the warehouse is you know is reinventing itself. Right. We are. We are both in the stores as well as online. And uh, really, our, our investment and our journey towards online is really based on customer choice and how customers are choosing to engage with us and interact with us. So a majority of customers still today shop in our stores, but we are seeing the trend that more and more customers want to interact with us online through their mobile devices, through their browsers, and so on. And we are investing quite heavily in making sure that we are available to interact and engage with our customers in any day, any way that they want to in, interact with us and at any time they want to interact with us. And we want to come to them with the best products prices that we always have as a warehouse in all devices, all formats and including the physical stores. But so you're saying this is led by, you know, customer
1: demand or customer need. How, how, do, you, how do you know that this is what people want? You know, because when I think of the warehouse, I, you know, the, the pleasurable experience is, you know, going in for a, a salt shaker and, and, and walking out with, a, you know, a garden gnome that I didn't know I wanted. And you, and you get that by wandering around the store and, you know, bumping into people and trying on underpants and putting them back in the produce shelf. Yes, so that's... You don't. All. I don't try on underpants.
2: <laughs> you, you don't. Oh, I'm, I'm against, so it's, against, it's against policy. I have to, to the, learn that. There's probably a policy. Really should not be... That, that's against our policy. We don't allow that. Listen, um, there's always going to be a physical store, right? But, Folks like yourselves and many others who just want to go in the store and touch and feel the product, experience it. Um, so that will always remain there. But there are customers who want to, just for the sake of convenience, just for the sake of, you know, speed, want to order something, just click on their mobile phone online. And we are seeing you know uh, a bigger trend happening in that way that people who are busy or young moms that want some repeat products that they always order they order order online as opposed to you know having to come into the store for the same thing
1: and and that's that's something i i wanted to dig into because i i can you know when i think of that 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 iconic resin chair which i think you've been selling for you know 79 years at the same price i think i'm I'm not going to buy a resin chair online maybe I am. Uh, what am I going to buy online? What are people buying online from the warehouse rather than coming into store and people and picking are
2: up? buying all kinds of things online. Okay. <clears throat> so our most um, the most sold products are Dove Soap, you know, canned beans. Dove, dove Soap. Dove Soap is the most sold online, followed by canned beans, followed by diapers, followed by baby wipes.
1: Get out. Okay, yeah, I, can under- I can
2: understand the nappies. We call them nappies here, Tim. The old nappies. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, under- I can understand the nappies. I can understand the baby wipes because, yeah. okay, busy parent, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe the last thing you want to do is, you know, slip into the warehouse and mm-hmm. go carry the screaming baby and get the baby wipes and the nappy. Dove soap and baked beans. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what, what do you reckon's behind that? Because that's the honestly, um, a tin of baked beans is about as unhigh tech and as un you know online shopping as
2: I can possibly imagine. Yeah, I guess Kiwis like to be clean. Oh, that's why they order. Okay, so this is, the, this is the Dove Soap. <laughs> the this soap. is the dove side. And the the beans is a very expected taste. You know, there's not much variance to it. So ah, so you, you know, know you're get, getting what you're getting. getting. What you're getting. So you don't have to go and taste it every time you're buying that. So and you can tell your kids these are not ordinary baked beans, my son. These are
1: cyber beans from the future. Exactly. That's right. And
2: you know, then there are some unusual things as well. Like, you know, I didn't clean the gutters around my roof. So what does my wife do? She orders a 100-foot ladder for me to climb up and clean up all the leaves off the gutters. So that was the hint. The exactly. First, the first you knew. You, yes. you,
1: got back, you got back from working at the warehouse all day, slaving <laughs> over a hot computer, <laughs> and there's a very large ladder in the driveway. That's right, exactly. And we deliver it. So, so the, the 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 lead is an unusual thing, and mm. you know, by my book, a, um, a tin of baked beans is a very unusual mm-hmm. thing. Um, what what other what other unexpected things are being you know shipped across
2: the internet from the warehouse? We we ship everything you know, including TVs and so it's,
1: it's everything that's for sale in the store. Yeah, available, available, to available online. online.
2: Okay, absolutely, yes. Everything that's in the store is available online, and you can get anything you want. You know, so and don't have to wait in line or go through traffic we yes. can deliver it to your home and, so I,
1: and I, I suppose it, it, it suits um it suits the, the misanthrope, the person who doesn't
2: like people because you don't need to go and engage with people yeah that's you're that's, selling me on it actually no, that, that is that is one side of it right but on the other side you see the, the power of our network and the stores is that you know, we are not necessarily viewed as a retail store. We are viewed as a community center. And in especially in the countryside areas, you know, we are 30 minutes from every Kiwi, okay? And in, in stores out there, you see people cooking barbecues in the car parks and things like that. So it's more of a community gathering center as it just be a, a pure play retail store. So and, and that's also one of our really cool competitive advantage in terms of how Kiwis love us and loyal to us and view us, you know. Is,
1: is, is part of the community, not, not just some, you know, American or English or Japanese company coming in and setting up shop?
2: Yeah, they can. Of course, you know, and we can never underestimate anything that a big global player can do. But look, as I said, we are already within 30 minutes of every Kiwi, and that's going to take some doing for anyone to come here and, 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 and replicate that. that. Yeah.
1: So, one of the things that sucks about online shopping, well, two things. Firstly, you know, I really want some baked beans. Oh, God, I could go some baked beans. I actually do want some baked beans now. Timothy, just talking about (laughs) it like that, maybe we should get some baked beans after that, you and me. And we'll get Uh, the toast as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I really want some baked beans. I go to the warehouse website. I order some baked beans. Two
2: days later, I'm still waiting for my baked (laughs) beans. How do you you get around that speed of delivery thing? Yeah, so, you know, we are piloting many different things. So we have piloted the two-hour delivery. We are piloted the same day delivery and we are piloting the next delivery as well as we, we have our standard two-day, right? Mm-hmm. So we have now really good data to compare in terms of how customers want to interact with us from a delivery standpoint. And once that study is done, we will, uh, we will have these offerings available for customers to get it within two hours or getting, get within, um, you know, the same day or, or the next day. So so and in the hours. case of baked beans, for example. Yes. You know, when we did. Are
1: they the, Watties or are they Heinz? Uh, oh, no, Heinz is Watties. Are they Watties <laughs> or are they Oak? Oak, because no one likes the Oak ones. Bit of customer <laughs> intel. Oh, they are the Oak ones, aren't no, they? No,
2: no we, we will give the customers what they prefer. We'll have them all for them and oh, let the, them choose. Yeah? Do, do you
1: do the baked beans with the tiny sausages in them? Because I, I can I can sense that, oh, I see from your LinkedIn profile, you didn't grow up in New Zealand. So you don't, right. you don't know about the baked beans with the tiny sausages.
2: Well, I did live My in Australia friend, for a bit. So did they
1: have those. Yes, they know. do. Yes. So, 2-hour delivery. It's not quite as simple as that. The how, how does how does the the pricing model work there for for 2-hour delivery and where is it available now?
2: Yeah, so we had it available for the test we did in the last 6 months, okay? And uh, and the pricing um, model we kept exactly same as the standard because you want to give that more as a surprise and delight type offering as opposed to saying hey we're going to do this in two hours we were testing ourselves and our capabilities Mm -hmm. and our capabilities of our partners who do this actual delivery for us so um, the data shows that there is great interest in this offering across New Zealand, especially you know, in the major city areas like Wellington, Christchurch and Auckland, um, and that's where we are looking at launching this program. Where, in where does terms the stuff
1: the, come from? When I buy online, um, yeah. is it like um, Countdown Supermarket where the stuff comes from a supermarket near me, or does it come from a, a centralized distribution center for you guys?
2: So it really depends. We have capability to deliver both from our stores, as well as from our central distribution center. And we have algorithms that are running based on what the order patterns are, and we will send that order to where it makes the best sense economically as well as from a speed perspective and that's how we are fulfilling these orders and how, how much does delivery cost for my tin of baked beans yeah the tin of baked beans we we have not launched right now we took that offering off the table in no terms not of the, the two hour I just yeah. I, I want baked beans yeah you think. want baked beans um, i can quote that price to you right now okay and so it, will, it varies it, it, it varies and we will launch it and once we launch it i will call you and tell you what it is
1: Oh, that, I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to yes. that very much. So the second thing that sucks about online shopping, but the shopping, beauty about
2: the two hour, by the way, yes, you know, we found that some of the orders we were, we were able to fulfil within 17 minutes, mm-hmm. others within 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and some within two hours. So
1: under promise, yeah, over deliver.
2: Yeah. So the other thing that sucks about um, online shopping in general
1: is, you know, I, I order these baked beans, or well, let's say I, I order a pair of pants. And the pants arrive, and they are figuratively pants. I just don't like them. They're, they're the wrong size. I don't like them. What happens then? Because I know a lot of overseas fashion retailers build a business by having a really cool return
2: service. It's all about the returns. And that's the beauty of having global competition, right? It's sharpening us as well. And we are looking at, you know, a return in five, exchange in five, those type of offerings. What, what does well. that mean? That means that, you know, <clears throat> have a have a situation where you can come to the store if you have order online and return it within five minutes so that it's a speed of execution for gotcha. us, right? Um, if you want to exchange it in five, we have that also something that we are looking at launching. So there are many experiments that are going on right now, and we're watching customer behavior and how they want to interact with us, and then we will launch the ones that the customers choose from us. Talking uh, to the chief information
1: officer of the increasingly digital warehouse, Timothy Casby. Back soon. And welcome back to Sunday Social, Unborn Davis. With me from the warehouse where everyone gets an online bargain, it seems. Uh, chief digital officer Timothy Casby, welcome back. Thank you, sir. We alluded before the break about overseas competition and the pressure of that, and of course the um, the, uh, the the elephantine river in the room is Amazon. Uh, which you know, as we speak, is setting up a distribution centre in Australia and offering—and this is the scary thing—Amazon Prime. You know, where you even mm. think think about wanting baked beans, and suddenly there's a bing bong, and the baked beans are there. How hugely does
2: Amazon figure in your thinking? Look, um, we want the customer to figure—you know—thinking more than Amazon or any other competition, for that matter. But you know, Amazon is a is a beautiful challenge and uh, and uh, and a disruptor at the same time for us right and and to all others um, and if we say that they don't figure in our thinking we would be lying because it is a force to reckon with because they're disrupting both by their sheer scale and also by their innovation mm-hmm. right and uh, when you look at the innovation just in the last last year yeah you know, they are in nearly half of the U.S. households now with the Alexa device. Mm-hmm. So they know, they're listening to everything that's going on within well, the four walls well, of the, your. They're,
1: they're in my house. We could, we could say, oh, um, wow. um, okay, Alexa, play some music. Mm-hmm. And, and back in my
2: house right now, yeah. Alexa is probably playing some music. Exactly. And the thing is that they just last week bought the Ring doorbell company. Yes. Right? Now they know what's going on in your front yard. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they have your front yard. They have four walls. Soon, we expect there will be more of a you know, frictionless, invisible commerce offering that we also are working on, you know, where we know your needs, what's going on in the refrigerator when your air conditioner filters need to be changed. These things will be just automatically replenished and and reordered on the customer's behalf. So there's this beautiful, beautiful, by the way, innovation that they challenge us to. And talking about the ring, remember, ring went in 2013 to Shark Tank, and got rejected. Mm-hmm. They offered 10% of the company for how much? Seven hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So so, yes, so so, they so sold Ring. now for a billion dollars. So that seven hundred thousand would have been turned into a hundred
1: million. So so Ring, if you haven't heard of it, is a, an internet-connected video doorbell. And uh, if you come to my house and uh, press the door, I'll be looking at you from uh, from my phone you, anywhere in the world. You
2: you even have Ring.
1: I have everything, oh Timothy. Oh my
2: goodness! Okay, cool. You're, you're on Radio it. Live
1: Sunday Social, my friend. This is the cutting edge of uh, digital awesome. technology. Let's talk about the other digital stuff, the other tech stuff at the warehouse that excites you. Because it's not just different ways to shop. Surely there must be some other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. So
2: we are we are looking at everything, right? I mean look we are doing voice commerce right now you can go uh, download our app and talk to it and order products and mm-hmm. find out more about our financing options and other things uh, we are working on you know um, things like part pay for example that you know spread out your payments over six weeks to make good good uh, Kiwi startup yep. exactly good Kiwi startup uh, our customers love it you know, we've had really good reception during Christmas and back to school. Those periods, especially, it's been very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're working on, um, you know, a um, lot of artificial intelligence type stuff to really figure out what our customers need and how we can price it for the most optimum result, both for them and us. Can you can um, you promise me here on the radio you're not going to be like all those other companies?
1: And roll out a video artificial intelligent agent that's a big-eyed pretty woman who just does everything you tell her to? Because that's the trend. Um, have you still?
2: Don't, don't think so. We don't are have you, any plans you? right now to do that. Excellent. Pinky pink, pink, no. promise. Yeah, pinky promise. Absolutely. Um, you know, but then there are other things, like simpler things also. That, that digital can make big difference like packaging. We've re- heard a lot of feedback from our customers about how we are shipping and how packages arrive and we have a whole team of designers, of industrial engineers, of uh, geeks computer uh, programmers all sitting together and solving that problem both for our stores and for our end customers in terms of how we interact with them in just simple thing like packaging. So we are not leaving any stone unturned in terms of really refining and, and Making our customer experience beautiful. You you talked about the app,
1: and I downloaded the app before. I didn't I didn't know there was an app, but clearly more than a hundred thousand people do because you know that's the download bracket on Android anyway. What's what's the point in having an app? I, I mean, I looked at it, and I, I I I would have taken a photo if if my phone wasn't next to my computer screen, so I had nothing left to take a photo with. But but the app looked just like the website at at first glance.
2: What is the app doing that the website's not doing? Um. Uh, the app actually, by the way, it's number one ranked in New Zealand, you know, on, on Android, and mm-hmm. it's in the top 10 Apple Store app. So we're very proud of that and proud of all the ratings we've received for the app. Um, yeah, so the app just gives you additional convenience, you know, where you don't have to be sitting around in front of your desk um, to order product from us. You can be, you know, at a but pub or I can, I can or do, I can a do cricket that on my mobile browser, though. Uh, Yeah, you can do it on the mobile browser as well. So we support mobile browser, we support app, but with the app you get additional things like scanning you know, so you can go scan a barcode and get the product information. You oh, can. Um, that's. So I saw that,
1: and I know. wondered. It said scan. I yeah. wonder what that was. Yeah, so that, the, that. the hardest thing is, you find something you like. My gnome. Yeah. Someone's left a gnome in the underpant department, yeah. and I don't know what the price is or where it's made or whatever. So I can scan a barcode
2: and get yeah, information. get the information. Right. We also are, you know, in the process of rolling out the notification feature. Well, we will. You know, if you're driving past our store, we can tell you if any specials that you're interested in that mm. are relevant to your life. Big beans. Yeah, we will notify exactly big beans, you know, are on special, you know, things like that. So a lot of interactivity you get from the app that you would not get if you were not using that or just using the mobile browser. So it sounds like
1: you've got some exciting stuff on the boil, if I can use a baked bean warming term. Um, How did you end up working at the warehouse? Because you've you've been in a bunch of other places. You're not from around here. What what got you here?
2: Yeah, so the warehouse, um, um, I got a call from the CEO, Nick Grayston, you know, with uh, the digital transformation that he has started there. Um, and asked me to consider it and then when I came last year to visit the board and and the team here I was totally impressed Um, not only by warehouse being a retail business but how community-minded they are how kiwi they are how environmentally conscious they are so this it was a really a unique opportunity to come and you know make a difference in in a in a very beautiful company
1: so let, let's talk briefly about your, your digital life beyond the job. And I guess I'm, I'm getting a feeling that, like me, it's a bit of a passion for you. Mm-hmm. What, what, what technologies that are coming down the pipe, what gadgets, what platforms, what ways of thinking are really exciting you at the moment? Yeah,
2: so we are seeing, you know, from, uh, you know, on two sides, on, on the business side and on the consumer side, right? Mm. On the business side, there's just such cheap compute available now. Mm-hmm. that we are really excited about. We can process ton of information that we could not do just even a couple of years ago. Sorry, that we so can do. Cl- cloud-based computing the services. Cloud-based, the cloud-based, the cheap storage, the, the cheap processor that's giving us opportunity to run all kinds of algorithms. Stuff that very, we would have said yep, was supercomputer super stuff. Compute, yeah. Quantum compute type yeah. thing that we can do now. So that's really exciting. And what that's doing is that that's taking us a lot, uh, lot of the work that humans would have to do, machines can do now, and and dish that as an insight back to the human. So instead of humans going and digging for information, humans are looking at analysis now and doing the thinking job and decision-making job, which is really exciting that Mm -hmm. more time is freed up for that. You know, on the the consumer side, we see application of this coming in, you know, a lot of the voice bots you're seeing, Mm. a lot of the, you know... Thing with the self-driving cars mm. you're seeing. You know, self-driving car in the last 10 years, the algorithm hasn't changed a whole lot since DARPA did the experiment. Mm. What has changed is the amount of information about maps and geospatial data that it's been able to process to give you accuracy. And that's what these technologies are based on. So that's really exciting. And then, you know, you see that, you know, the, the whole tech revolution and the digital revolution that's going on has impacted every industry including biology now even biology is turned into math and all the dna formulas can be processed on a computer
1: well even even vice versa i was was speaking at the weekend to a researcher at auckland university who's using dna as a digital storage uh, mechanism so so it's it's flowing both ways you mentioned voice you know i a year ago i I put my head up and said 2017 is going to be the year of voice and it wasn't. Um, so this year, I put my head up and said, 2018 is going to be the year of voice, you know, with with Cortana and Google Home and uh, Apple HomePod and all those things. Hey,
2: where, where do you stand on voice? What are your predictions? I, I think the voice has already happened. You know, it, it hasn't reached New Zealand yet mm. because a lot of these companies have been busy addressing their larger geographies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from... Um, from Google perspective, you know they're they're going to enter New Zealand with Maori support and you know shipment to the New Zealand postcodes in uh, first quarter next year, mm-hmm. right? Um, Amazon already is here right? And they have released Alexa in the market and we sell it at our no living stores. You can buy another one if you like, for another room in the house. Um, so, so we have um, the, the, that offering is already here. So I, I believe that it's a, it's a rollout into New Zealand that's delayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Northern Hemisphere, you know, pretty much it's been a rapid-fire rollout. I mean, half of U.S. household already have this technology in their house, homes, mm. you know, in their cars, in their phones. So you know it's it's already there. I think that the voice revolution has happened. now, what's happening with the voice is the voice technology is now all these words you're speaking to these devices have been taken, and now artificial intelligence is taking over. Mm. So for example, if you say, "Hey, I need a mac i p a beer, okay, the voice lady comes back at you and say, "Hey, I have my home label beer." half the price as Mac would you like yeah, that Yeah the, the intelligent it's, agent the behind intelligent it. Yeah. Is the intelligent agents this is now the voice has already been deployed. Now the intelligence behind it is, 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 is what's going to catch uh, yeah, up. Yeah, and coerce you into buying things that um, are not necessarily on your shopping list. But uh, but Timothy,
1: at the Warehouse might very much like you to buy. I can uh, see a future where I walk into the kitchen, open the cupboard and go, oh, crikey, there's no baked beans. And uh, Google Home says, the Warehouse has them for 99 cents. Hey, Timothy Casby uh, from the Warehouse, thank you so much for joining me tonight on Sunday Social. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's Sunday Social, an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughan Davis. Okay. Oh, okay. And welcome back to Sunday Social. A big Sunday Social welcome to the studio, Mr. Pius Chandra. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks, Vaughan. Great to be back. Thank you. P- PC, as we were saying, you are always going to work in computers with a name like that—that's right. Although for a period there they, uh, they were trying to call
0: me Mac, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> really? Well,
1: mind you, you could argue with initials like mine. I was always going to work in sexual health, but uh, that 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 never really happened. <laughs> hey, um, lots of feedback, lots of feedback coming through for that uh, warehouse interview. Which, of course, you can uh, listen back to at RadioLive.co.nz under shows in Sunday Social, or mooch on over to iTunes and uh, download our podcast um fee prasad fee prasad says ask the warehouse guy to tell you how hopeless their customer service is when things don't arrive or are damaged in transit due to poor packaging and then on the flip side um sovereign path strange name mr path uh on twitter says really impressed with the warehouse's packaging delivery time frame and value for money you might want to add this to your quick link folder and bless you sovereign path you've uh you've provided a link straight through to where I can buy some Wattie's baked beans. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, PC, right? you, you, do, you must do a lot of online shopping. Not a lot. But, really?
0: Uh, but I do shop at places that uh, I don't really want to go visit, but I still love the products that they sell. So places like... What, like,
1: like um, Christchurch?
0: <laughs> places like Christchurch, no. No, I quite like Christchurch, but, um, uh, you know, going to the warehouse, it's, it's not my thing. But being able to order from the warehouse has been great. Being able to order from Kmart has been brilliant being able to order from PB Tech has been even better because it just means I don't have to look for parking and I don't have to fret and do
1: all those if, things if and just can, arrives. If you can wait just a little bit for instant gratification or delayed gratification, right, that's the trick.
0: That's the trick. And, you know, a lot of these purchases are planned, so
1: I know and how much do you? Tell you what I've been doing recently in my little online shopping life is spending more at AliExpress. Yes. And amazing the... Um, the range of products available, you know, pretty much anything in the whole entire world. Absolutely, but just yeah. firstly incredibly cheap, and secondly usually free shipping. And I and some of the things are so cheap with free yeah. shipping, I just cannot work out how it can possibly be working, how well, they can make money. It's
0: a topic for another day, but they use AI to determine how to put things into containers so the they can offer free shipping. And it
1: just that, that stuff just gets cheap. Yeah, I've got, I've got uh, I think I've got fifty little USB sticks. Um, you know, yeah. the ones with the bamboo. Casing look really yes. cool, engraved with the yes. company logo. I think they're about six bucks each. See, le- and once upon a time in on, New Zealand. And one, they probably don't have viruses in them.
0: <laughs> and once upon a time on Etsy, um, that would have been $15 a unit, you know? So I think it's just an amazing time to be able to order this stuff and have the world sourced. A click of a button.
1: What a time to be alive! Now, the, this 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 next story really interests me, and this is, I guess, the flip side of um, the march of artificial intelligence and internet technology. And this is the idea of synthesizing voice. So Chinese tech giant Baidu, B-A-I-D-U, has been working on synthesizing people's voices and they've done it. We covered the story about a year ago. Yeah. And it was a bit ropey, but it's getting really, really good. And what they do is take a sample of a real person's voice and once they have that sample they can then have their computer speak whatever you want in that person's voice have a listen firstly to this this is a recording of a real woman's voice the
0: regional newspapers have outperformed the national titles
1: i didn't promise you it would be interesting (laughs) and now here is synthetic voice based on her sample
0: large items are put into containers for disposal
1: La- Ooh, large right. items and containers. We're talking about that spooky <laughs> PC. It was so. Let's let's play that large items clip again. The large
0: can. items are put into containers for disposal.
1: So there's a bit. It's a bit, it's a little bit processed. It That's right. You bit... can you can still tell that it's not quite
0: a person talking unless it's on a dirty line or you, you know yeah, it, yeah but it sounds like
1: her mm. it sounds yeah. like the woman from from earlier so there's, there's there's a there's kind of a good angel and a bad angel um associated with this technology as as, as yeah. with all i mean they say at baidu they're going to use that to make really friendly approachable believable voice agents that you can interact with you know online or on your device you know a bit like siri and stuff like that right yeah
0: yeah, yeah. And that, that's the
1: yeah. There's you're a, sort of going. Yeah, mm. Mm. what's wrong with just talking to real people? I don't know. Well, I'm, they're yeah. they're expensive. They need food. They want air conditioning, pay, all that stuff. Right. That's what's bring, wrong. Bring too. on the universal income. Yep. bring it on. The <laughs> downside, though, the downside is you could use it nefariously. So if I had, and and this is this is what I didn't mention. All it needs is three point seven seconds of clean audio from UPC. PC. Which I've got tonight, by the way. That's why That's, I actually invited yeah. you in here. Yeah. I can now make my robot say anything
0: in your voice. All I'm hearing is every single Agatha Christie and her cool Poirot... Uh investigative story being destroyed because the eyewitness
1: testimony cannot be trusted It it cannot, because you tie that, so this is the Baidu uh, deep voice um, synthesis that they're talking about, tie that to a thing we were talking about a few weeks ago called deep faking, which is a video technique involving mapping the face of one person onto the body of another, usually for the purposes of adult entertainment. (laughs) And now we cannot believe anything we see... Or here no. on the internet well I mean you know the the, the good of the deep faking
0: tech if you will the the artificial face mapping is what's happening on the Samsung s9 where you know your photograph can be turned into an emoticon um, yay yep
1: because <laughs> that's what we've uh, and there's there's an app but, called um, what is it called mug something I can't remember. We've yeah about something like that yeah yeah um, mug life mug life right that that does exactly that just as an app so that's yeah. great that's entertaining but uh, you know, now I see a video of you know Mike McRoberts doing goodness knows what. Uh, <laughs> how do I know it's Mike McRoberts? I exactly.
0: Don't. I think we're in for a. I think we're in for a bit of a reset, maybe a bit of
1: recalibration. Uh, some agreement around standards of what's acceptable well there's but well no but no one's going to no, you know, no one's going to adhere to those well i think the opening really is for some way to verify that who you are seeing or listening to is that person you know you trusted identifier that it's that it's vaughn or it's pc or it's mike mcroberts or or it's whoever
0: i agree and in fact um we were just talking about it in the break you know that that show altered carbon that's on netflix at the moment well when you read the book Um, uh, written by morgan rice um, you actually get taken through how they verify identity in this fake world where anything can be faked
1: i'm going to go and read that book (laughs) hey um one thing that can certainly be faked and this was uh, very much the talk of the u.s election on facebook anyway is social media accounts and the world needs a way to work out whether a a Twitter account is real or not. And you've got one, kind of.
0: Kind of. So it's an interesting problem, right, because there's all of this concern around people's opinions were shaped by so many fake bots. So a lot of the people working in machine learning and artificial intelligence have been trying to study how they can tell whether a Twitter account is real or not. Um, And one researcher thought he'd gotten very, very close uh, and released a uh, bot or not, um, application bot um, or not? Bot or not? And I it's put like, you—it's like
1: hot or not, but it's bot or not. Bot or not? That's right.
0: You should have put me in hot or not. No, <laughs> I, don't,
1: I, I don't want to know that actually. Well, I,
0: well, I didn't put you in hot or not because, uh, but I did put you into bot or not, and the analysis was eighty-five percent confident that you were a bot.
1: 85 percent yeah, confident. So this 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 <laughs> supercomputer running a uh, very very clever program yep. looked at my seventy thousand tweets and went. That, that right there bot. is a bot. That's right. And it
0: looked at my account which doesn't tweet as much and thought I was with 87% confidence a bot. But when I put Donald Trump's account in there, it was 97% confident
1: that it was not a bot. See that's rubbish too because uh, that's that right there is the gap between, you know, machine learning and uh, you just know because uh, we just know actually that there is a Donald Trump and that is his, That's right twitter account so it doesn't it's not even completely sure
0: no it's not completely sure and and actually what what happened i was having a a little chat on twitter with the uh with the developer um he said what happened was it hit uh, a network of bots and misclassified them as real people and And then that became its standard and that became what was real yeah and and that's kind of the challenge with a lot of this stuff is is how do we how do we make sure that the thing that's training it is actually
1: real. That's right, and and then go from there. In wow. the land of the blind, the one-eyed bot is king. <laughs> I, I I don't know <laughs> what that means, but it, it it sounded it sounded sage. It sounded sage and su- it did sound sage. A, a sufficiently um, wise point to move on to the next story. Yeah. And this is YouTube yeah. um, debunking conspiracy theories, and I quite like this. Yes, so do I. I. I caught I caught a thing on News Hub as I was coming in with uh, Dr. Lance Sullivan um, debunking um, vaccination deniers, anti 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 anti-va, anti-va- yep. people. Yeah. But this is this is YouTube finding conspiracy theory content and debunking it in real time using um, using Wikipedia, which I like. Yeah, it's it's actually um,
0: it's actually been fascinating. So so if you want to play with this technology, you can. A, a, person with a basic MacBook Air today can download the Google machine learning kit. They've got a little video tutorial that talks you through it, and you can put your favorite home video through it, and it will tell you how many puppies there were, how many cats there were, how many people there were, what objects were visible in your video. And it's doing that off your laptop. So so a small little mini computer that's sitting in your lap. Can achieve that what happens when they put the entire resources that google has
1: behind it it's it's fantastic it's pretty Um, cool so so coming up coming up soon in the next couple of months every conspiracy or or every every video that youtube considers to be a conspiracy theory or you know a, a a really hot topic will be automatically accompanied by the wikipedia page on that topic that's Mind right. you, the Wikipedia page itself is, is subject, now the, the subject to all sorts of... That's
0: right. But know. they did they did trial this a few years ago with Google Search itself, um, particularly, I think, around... Uh, there was a revolution going on somewhere in the, in the Arab countries. Um, and what they discovered was that it had a great effect in terms of just preventing fake news from getting distributed far and wide, because fake news doesn't just travel online, uh, it, it travels it. word of mouth.
1: Yeah, but but you know, as, as I think we've discussed before, fake news try and stop it all you like uh, it, it tends to have greater virality than real news which is, you know, a problem that has not yet quite been solved, but that move by YouTube to accompany um, conspiracy theory videos with the uh, appropriate Wikipedia page is a really good place to start. After the break, the apps and websites you just can't do without back soon vaughan davis hashtag sunday social radio live This has been a terrible mix-up and you've tuned to George FM by mistake. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You're back with Radio Live Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with Mr. Pios Chandra with you through till 8 o'clock. Welcome back, PC. Thanks, Owen. That was quite soothing music. It sure was. Quite calming. It sure was. But it's special. It's special because what you're hearing, let's just listen a bit more. Is music played with instruments that don't exist and this is a Google project and I know you quite like your Google research projects don't you I
0: do I do I mean this is um this is a, a great little utility it's called Ensynth and uh the, the machine learning algorithms using deep neural networks uh to learn the characteristics of sound and then create completely new ones so yeah so this is different To what other researchers have worked on where they've tried to recreate old folk songs and 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 then progress and create new folk songs that should have been made back in the
1: time yeah so this is this is the instruments rather than rather than the songs so they're, they're taking the characteristics of of two instruments i think in this case it's a sitar and a bass guitar right and combining those characteristics and really really coolly is that a word coolly <laughs> it is now it is now the interface is absolutely brilliant it's a, so the, the built some hardware over at google it's a, it's a square screen with knobs in the corner and you rotate these four knobs like an etch a sketch do you remember right. etch a sketch yeah, do remember the etch a sketch and as you rotate the knobs it goes through a thousand different uh, instrument or source instruments you can choose from and that defines the corners of a square and then you move your finger around the square, which is a screen, to say, "I'll have a little bit of this, more of that, more of that, more of that, less of that." And then you play it on a keyboard. Isn't Amazing. that cool?
0: Have you ordered one yet?
1: I haven't because I don't know how to play a keyboard. <laughs> um, I can I can play a guitar, so maybe they could because a you know MIDI controller is what it's called. That right. uh, you can get guitar-based MIDI controllers. I'm, I'm sure I could do that. I'm yeah, sure I could I'm do sure that. Sure, it could work out. So I, th- I think it's kind of cool. If you are you know one of the biggest. Cunt- Companies in the entire world making bazillions upon basquillions of uh, of dollars every second. Why not spend a bit of it just on stuff that might be interesting and fun and might go somewhere?
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's fun and it will go somewhere. Um, the, the problem that you have is that so much music, um, so many videos and demonstrations now need little background soundtracks to keep you interested. in. Online videos, you mean? Online yeah. videos. And so this is a great way to create royalty-free
1: uh, soothing soundtracks that people will actually listen to <laughs> or maybe maybe that next big heavenly pop hit hey um you were you were talking uh well we were talking uh, in the week leading up to the show about you you must be you, you're getting a bit cynical pc you're getting a bit cynical about all the all the bad stuff on the internet i sure am and i sort of i pushed that to one side <laughs> and and I, what i want to talk about is one of the examples you gave me of a place on the internet where the good stuff resides. That's right. So I'm, I'm always on the lookout for where good
0: communities are, where people are there to share their expertise. Because that was one of the big promises of the internet, was that you know, we'd all pool our knowledge and just collectively make everyone better off.
1: Um, so this- well, I thought the promise of the internet was you'd have a machine in your kitchen that gave you recipes. That was one of them, but the bigger promise was the recipes would come from experts.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Alison Holst. Alison Holst. Yes, what an expert. Um, So this website's uh, called Stack Exchange, and and look, the development community's had a version of this called Stack Overflow, um, which has basically taught millions of people how to write code Let,
1: let's, let's do a bit of buzzword busting what's yes. a, what's a stack because you hear a lot about um right. hey I, i'm not just a developer i'm a full stack developer and I've, I, i'm i like pancakes yeah but i don't think it's the same sort of stack no it's not so in um in computing you have a technology
0: stack in uh software programming you have used to have memory stacks and the thing that would get um that would ruin your software application is if you had a stack overflow you ran out of memory right? So Stack Overflow was a community created by developers for developers
1: to improve everyone's collective coding skill. Ironically named after the worst <laughs> thing that could happen to their exactly work. Exactly right. And from that yeah. sprung Stack Exchange. So tell us about that
0: right so stack Exchange is is a community of of both experts and people who want to ask questions the experts are vetted their uh advice is then tested by everybody that's out there and other experts come and check in on what's being said and corrected if it needs to be corrected but it's
1: not just geeky computery stuff because most people most people aren't into geeky computery stuff
0: that's right and that's what i liked about this so if you're into puzzles there's a stack Uh, exchange all about puzzles and where you get all the mind-bending puzzles that you want. Um, And if you're a parent who needs some advice and help and tips on how to deal with maybe bullying, well, there's some psychologists that have published some excellent ways for you to deal with the issue, how to give your kids the tools to both express what's happening to them as well as how to deal with the
1: bully. So this is different to where, where most people these days would go for that sort of advice, which is Facebook groups. This differs yeah. from Facebook groups, generally speaking, in that's right, that it does. there are experts that's on correct. hand. That's correct. So you
0: will find a psychologist who will come on to Stack Exchange who's donating their time because, like me, they believe that we should be helping each other. And they will explain the good, the bad, and the unknown.
1: And that's really useful when you're dealing with a complex problem. To um, ac- actually admit um, where the limits of your knowledge lie, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or where that's the right. limits of co- collective knowledge lie. Yeah. So So... If I'm interested in finding out or going on to this and and participating, I go to stackexchange.com. Do I need to join or do I just jump right in? No, you
0: can jump right in. Um, The only benefit of joining is if you want to contribute, and I'd strongly encourage people to do that, especially if you are an expert um, or if you've got experience. I am an expert. Oh, no, you're an expert.
1: (laughs) I'm an expert in lots of things. Okay, so stackexchange.com. Sounds really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, um, app of the week... I'm I'm sort of torn. I'm sort of torn. I've got two apps of the week. One app of the week is really only an app of the week if you're a pilot and like flying... like to fly instrument approach procedures and have those mapped in 3D on your smartphone.
0: Now, I hadn't seen this app before. But I'm, I, not, I'm not surprised.
1: I actually went looking for it because it sounds fantastic. Yeah, it is fantastic. Oh, well, you know, there might be a pilot listening. So um, it's called Cloud Ahoy. I think it's awesome. So, it, you know, you see in, uh, I don't know, those air crash investigation yes. <laughs> programs, you see the 3D track of an airplane. That's 3D, right, yeah. not just that, you know, crappy flight radar thing. Yeah. Through the sky with relation to the ground and the intended track, Cloud Ahoy uses your phone's GPS and accelerometer to do exactly that. Really, really cool. And that's Um, all I'm going to say about that because there's probably not many pilots listening.
0: Well... The the thing is that I've I've landed in Wellington under some extreme weather. Or you could use you could use, uh, the and I really app. want to know what the pilot's dealing with when he's going through or she's going through that
1: because it freaks me out every time I have to land in Wellington. Yeah, <laughs> and especially if you're just looking out, you know, um, that tiny little window past the two people sitting between you and the window, you, it's kind of hard sometimes to know exactly where you are. So if you have this app on, and I'm not sure if you, you know you, you well, need to be once we've in got aer-
0: Wi-Fi on plane. Once you're in started. airplane
1: mode, um, yeah. you can go back and, and and watch your your horrifying track and and. <laughs> To, uh, into landing, but an app that more people will like, I think, is called House, H O U Z Z. You're a bit of a, a, a home proud sort of individual, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I have kind of used the website before. Oh, you have. I okay. used the website before actually, um, and that was interesting, well, but not very good. Well, I quite like the app. Then the app which you introduced me to was just brilliant
1: yeah so house h-o-u-z-z is an image based inspiration and information resource for homemakers uh for people who are renovating for people who are painting for people who are building for people who are just you know buying a cushion to be honest
0: I mean, it's brilliant, right? It's it's, it's what uh, what magazines should have done, right? Uh, a
1: long time ago.
0: I see a photograph in, say, Trend Magazine or whatever's the local one for you, and, and you go, I really like the look of that. I'd love to know more
1: about where I can get that product uh, and just tap a button and be taken to it. And so it works well on paper. It's a bit like... If if you took the best of Instagram, the best of Pinterest, uh, and and only to do with homemaking, and then tied it really really tightly to the retailers where you can buy the stuff. However, caveat: four of the first five things I clicked on were out of stock, no longer sold, dead link. So they're not doing a very good job of housekeeping the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> in in general. In general, if you're into uh, homemaking hows, H-O-U-Z-Z is my app of the week. Hey, thank you so much. My first half guest from the warehouse, Timothy Kasper. My second half guest, Mr. Piers Chandra. And the both, Saskia Anderson. Stay tuned for the weekend variety wireless. I'm Vaughan Davis. 99. night.